Welcome to His Prodigal Daughters podcast, where we share our testimonies and help others navigate through God's Word to find their way back home. I'm Danielle, and this is my co-host, Becca. Hey, guys. Thank you all so much for joining us today for another episode. Let's get started. All right, guys. So this is Becca. Danielle's sitting here behind the computer, and I have my grandma here, a.k.a. Miss Phyllis. Say hi, grandma. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to just talk um, just like we were with Danielle's mom, just getting the perspective of grandparents and parents during this, uh, the trials that we were going through with being in the lifestyle of homosexuality and their perspective and how God brought them through it and out of it. So grandma, you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> All right. So um, first question, how did you feel whenever you found out that I came out as gay and pulled away from God? Well, um, I kind of knew all along before, you know, and um, I guess my heart was heavy. Did a lot of crying. I did a lot of praying also, but I never felt completely that you had left God's presence. And why, what made you feel like that? Because I didn't think of you being people. A lot of people might say, well, you were lost. Mm -hmm. I didn't feel like you were lost. I felt like you were wandering. Yeah. Mm. That was <laughs> the way I felt about it. You were wandering. Yeah. And you didn't know where to go, which way to go, or how to get back. I've never thought of it in that aspect or perspective. That's interesting. But I never felt like you were out of the presence of God. Yeah. Because God never leaves us. No. But that would be a very accurate statement. I was. I was out here wondering, trying to find something that would give me the love I was searching for. Mm -hmm. And that <clears throat> then in turn left, led into that lifestyle of that homosexuality mm -hmm. where I found that mm -hmm. love that I thought was the true love when it wasn't the true love at all. Right. And it also helps too, because you were, you were raised with the knowledge of God. That's right. Mm -hmm. You were raised with knowing who he was and yep. his sacrifice he made, like we talk about. So you, you knew the truth yeah. and it was instilled in you, That's right. it but was still there. it was still there, but you were trying to fill a God sized hole mm -hmm. with something else that yeah. wasn't going to fill it. Whew. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was the hardest part for you in the beginning? I guess the hardest part for me was probably talking about it because I was raised in a generation where they were in the closet. You yeah. knew it, but you didn't hear about it. Mm -hmm. And now it's out in the open. And I had very, I did share it with some people, some people that I knew that I could share with. Yeah. And they wouldn't come back at me, you know, with, with things like, well, you know, questioning me and, and then putting you down. Yeah. And I didn't want to hear that at that time. Yeah. But yeah, it, it was, it was hard in a way that maybe I didn't quite know how to reach you Yeah, at times. Cause I, rem I mean, I specifically remember one time, I, I think I was living with you 
during this time when you were in the living room and I was in the living room and I remember turning to you, I was so scared. And I said, grandma, I was like, you know, don't you? And you were like, mm-hmm. and, and I remember you saying to me, you were like, I still love you. Mm-hmm. I don't approve of what you're doing, but I still love you and that God loves you. Mm-hmm. And that to me right then I was like, okay. And this was pretty, this was maybe three years in maybe mm-hmm. whenever I moved in with you and was yeah. living with you. Yeah. And that just stuck with me <laughs> through all these years, mm-hmm. just remembering that episode and mm-hmm. us, us talking. Um, did it at all change your perspective of me with me being in that lifestyle? Nope. I was still just me. <laughs> no. no, it changed whatsoever. Mm. You know, we we still talked. Oh, I yeah. like to think we had a good relationship because you always came to me about not that, but you always came to me about everything else. Oh yeah, and we could talk about it, mm-hmm. and I give you advice on that. Mm-hmm. If you had come to me with that, I would have. <laughs> but you can't force that on someone. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's not something you can force. Not just that, but anything. Mm-hmm. You have to be the willing party. Yeah, to mm-hmm. come first mm-hmm. and say, "Help me." Yes. Yeah. Because I can't help you otherwise, no yeah. matter what I say. Yeah. Or do. Yeah, I know, and I can, I can, I can say from this too, from a, from this perspective, like on our side of it, it was, and I don't know how Becca feels. I know that when I struggled with it, mm-hmm. I never. It, it was almost so shame. It was obviously was so shameful yeah. because of how we were raised, right? And it's almost like you wanted to scream. You don't want to scream for help. You kind of more wanted to just be like, what do I do with it? Because yeah. it's there. Mm-hmm. And, it, and you know, with addictions and things like that, maybe a little different. But I think shame is all, is, it all comes from shame. Mm-hmm. So it's like you want to be that willing party, but at the same time, you're so scared. You don't know how to take that first step. You know, mm-hmm. and so it's like, and that's kind of what I know this episode is really supposed to be for is for the parents and the grandparents or the, the family of the loved one of the prodigal so that, you know, we can can help guide them on how to be more like how you and my mom were about the situation, which ended up really we know that your prayers are what we know. We know that they're your prayers are what ended up. Yeah. God used that to get us back here. So, so he yeah, heard, he heard all of the cries, right. yeah. and all the cries right. for help. And in any situation that anybody is going through, just know if you, if you do have a praying mom or a praying grandma, God's hearing those prayers oh, yeah. mm-hmm. and, oh, yeah. and he's going to answer them in his time. And there was many more. There mm-hmm. was, there was people that were interceding for mm-hmm. you, but didn't know why, what they were interceding about. Yeah. See, I gave them that. Mm-hmm. And I said, I need you to pray for my granddaughter. Yeah. And there was a lot of people praying mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. And that's something in particular would, you know, would be bothering me or, you know, affecting me that time. And I'd call them. I said, I need you to pray for her. Mm-hmm. And they would. Yeah. Sometimes we'd pray over the phone. We'd group phone. They knew something, but some of them didn't know exactly what was going on yeah you know what i'm saying yeah but a lot some of them did yeah so 
and they've had the same situation, some of them. So, you know, that was lifting them up also. Yeah. Because, because they didn't know together. how what to do mm -hmm. either in circumstances like that. Yeah. So. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think it ever, it never really affected our communication mm -hmm. with it when it, I know no. I talk to you all the time. No, they all I talk to you about everything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't change at all. And, and, and that's, you have to have an open communication. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't shut that down. No. Because I know that there's some struggling because their families have shut, have shut them out. Yeah. They won't talk to them and they won't. You know, just, just, they won't love them. Mm -hmm. You're not part of the family anymore. Or we don't love you, but there are people out there that love them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then they don't have that inter intercession going right. on and that prayer going on right. over them. You know, they feel even more lost, more hopeless yeah. because, you know, the people maybe that, that are in their family that they thought they could count on, they can't. Yeah. because they're no longer there yeah and that's where we need to break that barrier and say no yeah. we're going to be here we're going to love you and we're going to love you back to god right. mm -hmm. and we're going to pray and we're going to intercede for you yeah and we're going to watch god do miracles through you that's right yeah and it may not be in our timing i mean that's for becca right. it took 14 years <laughs> 14 <laughs> I mean, years of and that's what you pray because yeah. when we pray we don't want it you know we want it now we want it then but God doesn't work that way. And uh, we might not ever see that. I'm glad I did. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad I did. I did. <laughs> but we have to always pray that it's God's will. Yeah. And if we know that it's God's will. Yeah. But we have to let him know that he is in control. Mm -hmm. He is the one that's pulling everything together, not us. Yeah. He wants to hear our prayers. Mm -hmm. But he's the one that's that's doing it all, not us. Yeah. We can't do it on our own. Nobody can do anything on their own. No. no I mean, shoot, I tried for it, 14 years. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't turn out when you do it on, even if I do things on my own. You need somebody to be with you and to help you, somebody to intercede. And God will see that it will happen. Like I said, it will be in his timing. It won't be in our timing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so. and I think that's the biggest thing for, for parents, especially to realize is yeah. like we were talking about with her mom, how she felt, you know, she was trying to kind of control it and be like, okay, God, I'm going to give it to you, but I'm going to take it back. Uh -huh. We have to realize we have to fully give it uh -huh. over and say, God, we're going to give this uh -huh. to you and we're going <clears> to, <throat> we're going to pray and we're going to ask that you take this and you do as you will right. it because it's your will. And right. I think that's a big thing parents and, and kids especially need to know people that are going through this is you have to fully give it to God for him to work mm -hmm. that miracle out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's the only way you can get anything. You have to give it to him. Yeah. And, and make sure that he's got it. Yeah. <laughs> let, let it go. Let, let yeah. it go. Let it go. Cause there, and I'll throw this in too. There is a, uh, we've talked about this on previous episodes that there is a fine line to when you're a Christian or, you know, having, having a faith in God and having a child that's going through this because you want to know that they're loved and you don't want to push them away, 
but you also want them to know the truth and to remind them of who they are and what God has called them to be. And a lot of parents struggle walking that line, you know, because they'll either want to force the religion down their throat and preach at them, or they're going to love them to the point of accepting what they're doing. And, you know, we've talked about how, you know, most people think it's this like eight lane bridge that they can walk across that's, you know, going across the Cape Fear, but it's more like a balance beam that you're having to walk on. But you can walk on it if you have Christ walking there with you and having the Holy Spirit to guide you and what to say to those children that are struggling. And I know that was one thing that my my mom, she spoke about how she, you know, had to learn that. Mm -hmm. She had to learn what walking that line was. Mm -hmm. And I think from my experience for the three years I was with Becca, you were always kind to me. You were never like that to me, even though you knew. Mm -hmm. And I mean, we never talked about it, but I know you knew. And you were always, you know, you always made sure the truth was there, that we always knew that God was your first, Mm -hmm. that you had faith in him. And then you just let him take control. And then because of that, here we are sitting here (laughs) doing this podcast (laughs) about our redemption and how we've come back to him. So God tells us we are to love everyone. Mm -hmm. There's no exceptions. Yep. We're to love everyone and we're to show that love. Because how do, are they going to know their love if they're not given that love to begin with? Exactly. Well, I think you guys did such a good job with me because you, you knew that if you preached at me, that's right, it was going to push me away. Mm-hmm. But instead of preaching at me, I knew truth. I knew what you guys believed mm-hmm. in and even what I believed in, in a, in a small sense. And then just the love that surrounded me during that time like there was no one that didn't like within my family that didn't hug me or hug danielle and say Mm -hmm. you know we love you you know just an overpour Mm -hmm. of that love that god calls us and he asks us you know in numbers love your enemy or love your neighbor as yourself love your family Mm -hmm. as you would love yourself you know and going on and on with that we need to understand that we may not agree because mm-hmm. it's not what scripture says, but we are still to show the love of Christ. We are supposed to be the salt of the earth right. and we're supposed to pour out that love mm-hmm. to everybody, mm-hmm. no matter what situation they're in. That's right. All right. So next question, <laughs> did it ever affect your faith in God? No. <laughs> <laughs> No, my faith just grows stronger. That's what mom I mean, said. There are challenges in our lives and there's trials in our <laughs> life. Everybody goes through. And you might think that yours is the worst, but no. Everybody has trials in their lives that they have to go through. They all have battles they have to go through. I call them battles because some of them are really battles. <laughs> I know it's a battle. It mm-hmm. is. And who is the one that's going to fight for us? It's okay. <laughs> well, we know who's who's doing that battle for us. Yeah. God is working with us. I'm going to turn that thing off. <laughs> okay. so, Sound effects. But, um, now I've lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. It's no, okay, but I'm it not. never affected your faith? It never affected my faith whatsoever. No. Mm-mm. Was there a certain scripture 
that that helped you like in times where where were there ever times where you were just like not hopeless but just like come on becca or like come on god like i see <laughs> i see you moving i see little changes here and there was there ever like <clears throat> either a saying or like a scripture like a passage in scripture all, well, there's a lot of scriptures and uh but the one and i learned this when i was very young and it's um it's almost a helpline um, and it says, um, it's from Psalms 121. And the first of the title says, God has help of those who seek him. And we have to seek him mm -hmm. if we want to get through anything. But it says, I will lift up my eyes into the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord. He said, he will not allow your foot to be moved. He that keepeth Israel will never slumber. And he says, behold, he who keeps Israel will never slumber or sleep. This is a line when he says, I will not let your foot slip. Mm -hmm. That he's holding you. Mm -hmm. He's taking care of you. And he says, the Lord is my keeper. The Lord is my shade upon my right hand. The sun shall not smite me by day, nor the moon by night. This is another protection that he gives you. He's protecting you. He will not let anything take hold of you. He said, the Lord shall protect you from all evil. He shall keep you from going out. And when you come in, he will be with you. He will be holding you. I always think of this as a, a lifeline. God is on the other end of that line. Mm -hmm. And you're struggling and you're pulling awful hard. And sometimes that line gets mighty thin. Mm -hmm. And you think it's just like an anchor holding on. And you think, I'm not going to make it. But he's still holding on to that other end. Yeah. <laughs> he's still there. Yeah. And he's saying, come on. Come on. Mm -hmm. And you're struggling with that line, should I let go? It's getting awful weak at this end. Mm -hmm. Should I let go? And he's saying no. And he's still pulling on that line. Mm -hmm. But you have to make that first move. And if you do, he'll he'll grab on and he'll pull you up. Mm. But this is the, the thing. And there's another one. And as I said, when you were wandering, we know that God is there for us at all times. But we have to make that first move. He's saying, I, I want you to come to me. I want to be there for you. But you have to always think about it. And it's a kind of, this is weird, but it's like the Wizard of Oz. You're going down this yellow brick road. God's might not be yellow, but there's a path that we go down. Mm -hmm. And we're on that path. We're meeting all kinds of things that get in our way. Mm. All kinds of struggles in our life that's there. All things that's reaching out, say, come on in. Come on in. Come on over here. Mm -hmm. But we have to keep right on going. There might be holes in the road. There's no telling what's in that road. And we all go through these struggles. It's not just one person out of life. It's not just you. It's yeah. everybody. Yeah. Some are worse than others. Some are not. But we're still going to go through it. That's the world that we live in. 
But when we get to the end of that, there's a gate. I don't say a door. It's like a garden gate. Mm-hmm. And we have to go to that gate and we have to knock and let them know that we want to come in. Mm-hmm. And when we go in, we're going to go in such a beautiful garden and there's going to be God standing there. And he's going to be welcoming us in. Mm. Amen to that. <laughs> that was beautiful. <laughs> no, no, that was beautifully put. And if we could all think of it in that in that type of way, you know, because he is, he is at the other end of that mm-hmm. rope saying, I'm right here. I've got you. That's right. If you would just come to me. You can't let the flying monkeys pull you away from the path. You have to stay. Don't let the wicked witch come get you. You stay on the path. Just stay. Just stay. But it, and then there are times where it's extremely hard to stay on that path because mm-hmm. you have, like you she said, slip off. Exactly. Yeah. But you can always come back. That's, right. That's what it's forgiveness and mercy. It's always there. Mm-hmm. Grace and mercy. Grace, Grace and, and mercy. mercy. That's right. mm-hmm. um, so what did you do I know we kind of talked about this a little bit as far as coping with the situation I know um you guys just poured out love but was there anything you specifically did other than just prayer prayer um much prayer um you know when I guess you think and you think in your own lives I thought in my life the situations that said, why did I do that? Why Mm -hmm. did I go down that road? And the only thing that I can think of is that I wasn't grounded enough in God. Mm -hmm. We have to be in God's word because this Bible is our tool. It's our map. Mm -hmm. And if you're not grounded, then you're going to stray. And it's not, it's everybody. Everybody strays in one area or another. And there's no, there's no good and there's no bad. When we stray, it's bad. Yeah. Mm -hmm. For all of us. Mm -hmm. But we know how to come back if we just do that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We just open up. The more we stay in that, then the deeper we get. We have to know when to come out. Before we get so pulled in that you're drowning, George. Yeah, yeah, absolutely drowning. Because that was me. That, yeah. that was me. I mean, once everything happened and the, I say the veil was torn for us because mm-hmm. our eyes were open. Before that, we both. I know, speaking for me personally, I felt like I was just drowning. Mm-hmm. I just felt like there was such this weight, this heaviness. Right. And then when God came in and He tore that veil. It was like breathing new life. Yeah. It was unfulfillment. Yeah. yeah. That I feel like we struggled right. a lot with. Like we, no, and I spoke of this previously. I was, I, I struggled a lot with anxiety and depression. Yeah. And, you know, I thought, you know, I would tell people when me and Becca were together, oh, I was the happiest I've ever been. You know, I was, it was perfect. It was what I always wanted. But yeah, I had never struggled with anxiety and depression harder yeah. than I did in that time in my life. Yeah. And whenever the veil was torn or when our eyes were open, I realized that. And I was like, what? I was crazy. What was I even saying? Like, (laughs) I thought I was so happy, 
But, you know, all I was, the devil was putting these thoughts into my head that I was happy, but my heart was craving something, which is when I went into witchcraft and started Mm -hmm. doing new age magic. And I thought I was so cool. And that's, was me trying to fill that God size hole and that nothing else was working. Mm -hmm. And then whenever God met us in a living room that night, everything changed. There was a sense of fulfillment, a sense of love, a sense of peace. There was hope for the future. There was excitement. There was joy. We were ready. You know, even though we were kind of like a whip puppy dog coming back home, we were like, yeah, we learned our lesson. Um, (laughs) But there we were met with so much happiness and with excitement. Yeah. And that, you know, like you said, the Bible is a map. And because we knew of those things in there, we were excited to get back into scripture. And when you read it, it's just like a map. Yeah. And it's like a map on how to get back home mm-hmm. whenever you do stray away. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Now, I know you said, you know, you felt like your faith got stronger with me living that lifestyle. How do you feel like it got stronger? Just being in your word more or just the prayer outpour? Being in the word and praying over you because <laughs> God gave me that assurance that you're coming back. Hmm. He tells me, and we, we know the story of the prodigal son. Yep. Yep. And he says that once you had that God filled, you knew that. Mm-hmm. You knew scripture. You went to church. You had a family that prayed. Mm-hmm. You've been around all that. We say the blessing. We always say the blessing. Yeah. You know, it's not, you don't eat till you say the blessing. That's yep. right. I mean, <laughs> you were growing up and children that come in here into miles, they all prayed. Yeah. Because that's the way they, they knew that's the way we did. Mm-hmm. So God gave me that assurance that you would be back. What a faithful God he is. That's right. <laughs> he is. He is. Mm-hmm. But he gave me that. And by that assurance. I can just imagine that's... grandma just being like, <laughs> all right, it's all good. It's fine. God's taking care of it. Well, that's she when, said she's coming when back. you say you have to give it to God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You have to let go and give it to God. God's in control. Yeah. He well, controls everything. Mm-hmm. When he has a purpose and he has a plan. Yeah. So like, cause the thing, like I sit here and I think about, I'm like, well, you know, if you would have done this at any other time, there would be no, his prodigal daughters podcast. That's right. There would have been possibly no, your redemption or no, my redemption mm-hmm. or, you know, and you know, we don't do this podcast for the glory of us. We do it no. for his glory. Absolutely. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm so thankful that he's used this that way. And I know that this podcast from just from the very few people we've had met that have listened it's changed, you know, it's touched them mm-hmm. and it's given them hope for people who have been in our situation. And so if he would have done it at any other time, we may not have met those people. We may not have, you know, started to go into Beth Shema, Beth Shimka, the synagogue <laughs> and meeting those people and, and learning what we're learning. And that's, you know, that's why we do this. And that's mm-hmm. why, you know, we're interviewing you and we're interviewing my mother so that, other people who are struggling can learn this and have that light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. Just to have that focus on, you know, God, God will provide. Mm -hmm. He always provides. We just have to have the faith 
Mm-hmm. And, and you, you have let to it give go. it to him. He doesn't need any help. No, no. he's got God it. doesn't need any help at all. <laughs> and no. we try to help things along and we cannot do that. Mm-mm. We're just interfering. We that's right. Mm-hmm. We're messing it up. <laughs> <laughs> Us humans are good at that. Yeah, yeah. we are. Right. I mean, I know we've had multiple discussions about like Old Testaments and we're like, gosh, you know, they had so many times to get it right. right. Yeah, the Israelites yeah. are like, man, what are right. you doing? But if you think about it, we're, we're the doing same the way. same thing. Humans, we're just a human nature. Yeah. You know. It's, and I, we want to do, and then when we think about it, we say, now, who is, why are we doing this? Are we doing it for us mm-hmm. or are we doing it for God? Mm-hmm. God's the one that gets the glory, not us. Yep. Mm-hmm. Because he's in charge. That's yep. right. That's right. <laughs> he gets all he's the in charge. He is the CEO of the company, <laughs> yeah. not us. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I was sitting here when we were kind of talking about, you know, are how God presented himself to each one of us whenever he did come down. And for me, I felt like I needed that. He was very firm with me, mm-hmm. you know, with how he said things to me speaking through her, but it was very direct. It was, it was dead on looking at me. Like I felt like I was in the presence of God, which we mm-hmm. were, but I felt like I could fully see him standing there as a father figure and just being like, I'm tired of you being stubborn. Kick the stubbornness out. Let's get back on track. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I needed that firmness mm-hmm. from him, not from anybody else, but from him mm-hmm. to be like, okay. All right. I'm, I'm listening. listening. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. You scared me. That's right. He talks a lot, but we don't listen. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's the thing. Uh, you you know, have to be, open you mm-hmm. do you have to get in your quiet place mm-hmm. and you have to focus and god will speak to you mm-hmm. and that's for anybody even if, you, right. if if you're living in sin right now mm-hmm. and you go into a quiet place mm-hmm. and you say god if you are truly there please speak to me mm-hmm. please come into this presence please come into this place be with me and present yourself to me and dedicate the time because a lot of people That's want right. it right then and there, mm-hmm. right in that second. No, take the time to just sit and be quiet. That's right. Listen. 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 And just. Very important. Yeah. And keep your mind focused on him and you will hear from him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how, like this just popped up in my head. How, as far as in your past with everything that you went through, um, which, guys, my grandma has an amazing testimony. We'll have to get that one day because, wow, amazing <laughs> testimony. Um, but your past, did me coming out or anything like that, did it bring up anything from your past? Like, thinking back, did you have any things that you kind of thought about? Um. <laughs> I know it's kind of a big question. Or like, how did your past affect your the situation? Yeah. Like, how did any, the things that you went through in your past? Well, my parents were not, like, my dad and my mom separated when I was very little. Um, I went to church, but my family did not go with me. I felt like I was abandoned, rejected, had no place to go, unloved very much of the time. 
and then I thought about you and your situation. How did you feel? The exact same. Exactly same way. Mm -hmm. So we all go through through things in our life that are are about the same. Our, the way we feel and the way we act towards things. Mm -hmm. But I didn't have anybody like you. Yeah. That poured out their love to me. Mm -hmm. But through all those things and all those things that transpired, one day I just had that aha moment. God was with me. When I look back through all those times, he was with me. Mm -hmm. I could see it. It was evident in a lot of things that happened in my life that he was in control and he was guiding all those things. Mm -hmm. Even though I had hard times, yeah, but he still was there with me at all times. I just thought about the story of Esther. And that yeah. makes you stronger. Yeah. Yeah. It makes you much stronger. Yeah. Very independent, which I've always been. Yeah. <laughs> you know, too much so in a lot of respects. But I learned to stand on my feet. Yeah. Because you had God looking over at you. That's right. You. And yep. he's still there. <laughs> very much like the story of us <laughs> very much just God being in control Joy. and him moving those pieces around mm -hmm. and you not realizing it That's right. I know we had that conversation yeah. the other day where you were like I go back and I think about it and God was there just moving mm -hmm. things along mm -hmm. I just, just like this it. scripture this I read from this Yeah, I learned that from an orphanage mm -hmm. that I was placed in Full circle. Comes yeah. full circle. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I happened to go back to that orphanage. It was hard because my brother that went with, we were separated. That time, boys and girls, they were in different buildings. And we saw each other on Sundays, and that was all. Hmm. And he was, he's three years younger than me. And he, you know, he was... He was so little, he probably, he doesn't remember a lot, but I remember. And, but when I think of that, we went to church, but they taught us scripture, you know, and stuff, even though I was still lonely, yeah. you know, and didn't have anybody, family around right then. But um, I just thought how God was implanting in me then mm -hmm. for the future. For everything else to yeah, come. Yeah, for everything else to come. Yeah. That's so good. I got chills. That's so good. <laughs> Y'all, we could sit here and talk to my grandma all day, I'm telling you. We really do. We do a lot, actually. <laughs> um, what would be your advice for parents and family members who maybe, if their kid is going through something like this as far as homosexuality, but not just this. Anything wrong with God. abuse to anything. What would you say to them? All I can say piece. is just love on them, be open to them, whatever, you know, comes. Don't be, um, I don't know how I want to say it in words, condemning. <laughs> don't condemn them because they probably know anyway. Mm -hmm. When you do something wrong, you know you've done it. Mm -hmm. When you're going a, a, the way that you shouldn't go, you know it. Mm -hmm. Don't give them that and um, 
like I say, I hope they are all grounded in God, their parents, that they can pray for them. Just be open at all times that they can come to them mm -hmm. when the time comes. Like I do with you all the time. Like, like you do with me. That's right. Mm -hmm. Be open with them. And um, don't turn them away. Don't turn your back on them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because that all that brings is destruction. That's right. Yeah. Just yeah. let them know that God loves them. Mm -hmm. oh. And we'll keep on loving them regardless. God loves everybody. And I know we feel like we're unloved at times. I felt in places that I was unloved. But God is the one that is always there and will always love you no matter what. Mm -hmm. He doesn't want you to go down these paths. And sometimes he'll he'll test us mm -hmm. and he'll make us stronger when we come out of it. Mm -hmm. Because that's that's God. He's a parent. He's our father. And he teaches us. I was gonna say he likes to he teach lessons. He teaches us. <laughs> just like we teach our children. He teaches us. And we need to be diligent with teaching our kids too. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. And showing them truth. Yeah. Because, you know, maybe for me. Yeah, I knew the truth, but maybe if I didn't know the truth, this would be even harder. harder. Mm -hmm. yeah. It would be even harder to let those chains mm -hmm. fall. Or you wouldn't even know that they were chains. Exactly. That's the thing. You you probably yeah. would have thought that this was normal, that this is what people did. And if nobody would have given you the truth, you wouldn't have known. You wouldn't yeah. have known what was asked of us and what salvation even was. And that's just a direct path to hell yeah. that nobody should be on. So, but yeah, but now, you know, because you were raised by good people <laughs> and yeah. So, well, grandma, so just, you know, know that you're loved. I love you. I don't know who you are, but I love you. <laughs> God's love through God. We can love one another, but if you don't know where to turn, find some direction somewhere, ask someone, go to a church. Go to a pastor, someone that can guide you into the direction you need to go. But go. Boldness. I love Boldness. it. Boldness. Yes, I love it. <laughs> well, thank you, Grandma. I appreciate you doing this interview with us. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much, guys, for listening to this three-part series of To the Parents of the Prodigals. We really hope that these three women inspired you and could help you go through whatever you're going through. Um, they have given us a lot of advice, I know, in life, so I really hope that they were helpful to y'all, too. Yeah, and um, just brought hope back in, into that feeling. Absolutely, that you're not alone and that if you are dealing with a prodigal like me and Becca were, you know, then there is light at the end of the tunnel. There is hope. So we really hope this was informative and helpful to y'all. Um, we just want to let you know we're on Facebook, Instagram, and now we're on a lot of other podcast platforms, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio. So go check us out there and follow us. Um, also, follow us on these pages so that you can keep an update on when we post our next episode. Every episode is at Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Um, we are also going to be keeping on guest speakers. So keep a lookout for these updates of whenever we have these big guest speakers come on. Um, I know we're going to have a lot more of those in the future. Yeah. And, and two guys, if you, if there's any prayer requests out there, please let us know. 
we would be more than happy to pray over you guys. I mean, we do already, but if there's anything specific, uh, please let us know either on Facebook or Instagram, or you one can, of our platforms. Yeah, or you can email us at hpdpodcast.contact at, at gmail.com so that we can always get those. We keep a list of all of our people that we pray for regularly. So if you want to ask for just to pray for your situation, please let us know. Um, but speaking of prayer, I think we should go ahead and say a prayer for everyone who's listened to this. I know Absolutely. that if you're here, then you're probably, there's a reason. You're more than likely maybe struggling with this situation, or you know somebody who's struggling in this situation. So we just want to say a prayer over those who are listening and to all of our all, other listeners. Father God, we come to you right now, Lord, as humbly as we know how. And God, we ask you to reach your hand of comfort, you reach your hand of shalom over the people who may be struggling with a prodigal child or a prodigal family member, whether it be homosexuality, addiction, drugs, anything, Lord, that could send them away from you, God. We ask that you bring them back home and give peace and comfort to the family that is struggling with their prodigal, Lord. And God, we know that you are a faithful and wonderful God and that you keep your promises. And Lord, we let them go. We hand them completely over to you, God, and trust in the fact that you will take care of them. And Lord, we thank you for that peace and that hope. And we thank you for your son, Yeshua, for the sacrifice that he made so that our sins and our prodigal sins can be forgiven. And we ask all of this in Yeshua HaMashiach's name. We pray. Amen. Amen. All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining. We really hope that you have a great week, and we'll see you back here next Tuesday. Have a good night. Shalom. Shalom.